Acts 17 and uh, verse 1. We'll begin the reading there. It says, Now when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them, and three days, three, three Sabbath days, reasoned with them out of the Scriptures, opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead, and that this Jesus whom I preach unto you is Christ. And some of them believed, and consorted with Paul and Silas, and of the devout Greeks a great multitude, and of the chief women not a few. But the Jews which believed not, moved with envy, took unto them certain lewd fellows of the baser sort, and gathered a company, and set all the city on an uproar, and assaulted the house of Jason, and sought to bring them out to the people. And when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren unto the rulers of the city, crying, These that have turned the world upside down are come thither, hither also, whom Jason had received, and these all do contrary to the decrees of Caesar, saying that there is another king, one Jesus. And they troubled the people and the rulers of the city when they heard these things. And when they had taken security of Jason and of the other, they let them go. And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea, who coming thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. Verse 11 and 12 is our text for tonight. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, and that they received the word with all readiness of mind, and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. Therefore many of them believed, also of the honorable women which were Greeks, and of men not a few. Webster's Dictionary here, I'm talking to you tonight about how noble. Talking about how noble. Webster's Dictionary defines noble as great, as elevated, dignified. This is really cool. It defines it as being above everything that can dishonor reputation. And within noble, it means dignified. And I looked up dignified as well because sometimes I do that because I don't understand the words that are defining the words that I'm looking at. So sometimes I have to look up a couple words. And dignify means to invest with honor, to invest with honor. So noble is great, elevated, being above everything that can dishonor reputation to invest with honor. Um, You know, we have medals that we will give to soldiers in certain combat situations and we say that these men are noble men. They did a noble act. It was, it was valiant. It was, these are men of valor. The Bible talks about mighty men of renown. And how they went above and beyond and, and did something that was great. Um, in our passage, God identifies for us a certain noble act. He identifies a certain behavior or a certain response as noble. Now, we might say it this way. It was awesome that God identifies a certain characteristic and says, this is worthy of elevating that this, Oh man, this is so cool. And he uses the word noble to do that. Well, first of all, we're going to see two groups of people tonight. All right. The first one are the noble Thessalonians. The first people that he talks about here are the noble Thessalonians. And what's interesting is, you know, I've read through this verse and you think that it, it kind of, I've read it many times and you get the impression that the Thessalonians, oh man, they weren't really that cool. The Bereans were really cool. But what, look at what he says. He says in verse number 12 or verse 11, these were more noble than those in Thessalonica. So in order, I mean, he says the Bereans were more noble, but I think that, from the word of God there, we see that the Thessalonians, 
they were noble. Look with me in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. How can we find out that they were noble and they just weren't a bunch of knuckleheads, right? So many times I read that and I think, well, the Thessalonians, they're not worth looking at, but they are. Uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. And Paul gives us some amazing insight here into how the Thessalonians, what did they do that they were identified as noble before God? And we're going to look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. And beginning in verse 13. 1 Thessalonians 2.13. Paul says, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing. Because when ye received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. So God said that the Bereans, they were more noble than those in Thessalonica, but the Thessalonians, they were noble. What made them noble? Well, Paul says, and within the context of Acts, we see that God identifies this amazing act, this awesome act, this this action that is worthy of nobility, of honor, of being elevated, is the act of responding the way these guys did to God's word. The noble Thessalonians, first of all, from this 1 Thessalonians 2.13, we see they heard the word of God. They heard the word of God. Romans 10.17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. I am so glad that as I look back on my young life, I have been able to hear the word of God over and over and over again. And God says that faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So these Thessalonians... Paul says, you guys did well. There is something that I want to commend you for, and it's that you heard the word of God. And then secondly, they received the word of God, not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God. You know, I listen to, um, I listen to a lot of what you would call uh, public speaking. And it, it's interesting that with all of the the different venues of technology that we have in our world. I am amazed at how we can communicate information in just about every way imaginable. Um, I was telling our, you know, they call them apps on the iPhone where you can be in a store and somebody's playing a song and you can pull up this certain application, this certain app they call it, and click a button and it takes a 30-second clip of that song and over the internet connects and shows you who the artist is what the song is called, and then they say, click here to download and buy at iTunes. I mean, it is amazing the, the, the amount of information that goes out. And as I look at, like, think about through the week, all the information that I get, you know what? So much of it is of man. It is man's opinion. And, you know, you could go home tonight and you could turn on, you know, it doesn't matter what's Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, you know, whatever. But, and you can get a lot of what men think about certain issues, certain topics. But Paul says, I'm so glad that when you heard the word of God, you didn't just hear it like another speech. You didn't just hear it like uh, words of men. He says, you heard it and you received it as it is in truth, the word of God. And so there was a certain authority and it was God's authority that these guys uh, with which these guys held and received the word of God. So they heard the word of God and then they received it not as the word of men, which we are so inundated with but they received it as the word of God. Don't you love coming to church? And you've heard all the worldly philosophy through the week. You've had all your interaction. And then you hear the preaching of the word of God. 
And the Holy Spirit of God stirs something up in you. And you say, man, I needed that. Oh, man, that was encouraging. You know, I, I was sitting there, at, but at the end of the message this morning, I thought about all, you know, the talk radio and the stuff that I listened to. And if I took and added all that up, he said more in 50 minutes from the word of God than what I would get out of man's opinion in an entire, you know, millennium. And so it's so fun coming to a church where you hear the word of God and you're able to receive it as the word of God in truth. And that's what these Thessalonians did. Then they also believe the word of God. If you look at uh, here in our text 2.13, he says, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because you, when you, re- you received the word of God, which you heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Look with me at chapter 1 in the same book, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. And we're going to look at verse 8. He says, you guys heard the word of God and it, it worked effectually. It made a change in your life because you believed it. What was the change? Well, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 8, he says, So being affectionately desirous of you, we were willing to have imparted unto you not the gospel of God only, but also our own souls. Uh, for you remember, brethren, our labor and travail for laboring night and day. Um, I'm sorry, I'm in chapter two. You guys in chapter one? All right. Chapter one, verse eight says, for from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place. Your faith to God is spread abroad so that we need not speak anything. Paul, they didn't even have to tell the regions around that all the Thessalonians got saved because they started hearing it and they started seeing it demonstrated in their area. And then verse nine says, for they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. And so Paul identifies for them that they heard the word, they received it as the word of God. And then because they believed it and lived it out, it changed their life. So the, the Thessalonians, God says, that is noble. That is, man, that's awesome. God loves it. When people respond this way to his word, but check it out. What was more noble than hearing the word of God, receiving it as the word of God and believing it, having it checked your life. What is more noble than that? We'll look back with me in Acts chapter 17 and we'll look here at the Bereans. The Thessalonians were noble. We looked at the Thessalonians, but now let's look at the Bereans. They were more noble and. uh, in verse number 11, he says, These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word. So they received the word too, right? The Thessalonians, they received the word of God. But look at how the Bereans received it. They received the word with all readiness of mind. Have you ever gone to do something and you weren't really ready? Um. This is the one story that I have from high school that I think I'm like, I'm my own hero in it. Um, I play basketball for Sydney High School and uh, sat the bench a lot. But this, this, this is my one story that I've got that's really cool. We were waiting to, uh, we were going to go play Vandalia Butler in a basketball game. I think it was a Friday night at this point. And we were waiting for the buses to show up. And so some of the guys and I, we were shooting, we were just shooting hoops in the gym waiting for the buses to come. And by the time I had entered, I was a senior. And uh, by the time I entered my senior year, I was able to dunk a basketball. And so I, we were in the middle of the season. And so, you know, I was able to do that. And I looked at my friend. And I said, hey, it was Christian Koenig. I said, hey, Koenig, watch this. And I went up to dunk the basketball. I went up and boom, it went down. And then all of a sudden, 
and I'm holding the rim in my hand. And now looking back on it, I mean, I should have been like, <laughs> you know, but I'm standing there. I'm probably ghost white. And the, a couple of the basketball players run into to our coach's office and they said, they, they, they called me Nate the Skate. It kind of rhymed. I got that, picked that up at a basketball camp with Coach Clark a long time ago. And they called me Nate the Skate. So they ran into Coach's office and they go, Coach, Coach, Skate ripped the rim down. Skate ripped the rim down. And if you know anything about basketball rims, you know, they, they call them breakaway rims because it'll, it, the, the, yeah, it really did break away. But the rim will bend down. It's got a spring in it. And it'll just, sometimes it gets jammed and you just push it back up. So he told these guys, he said, well, tell them to just go put it back up. And about that time, I come walking into his office with it in my hand. And what had happened was the glass didn't break, but the bolts that bolted it on the backboard just snapped. And, you know, I weigh like five pounds, you know. I, I weigh like ten pounds now, but in high school, I weighed like five. So, I mean, it was one of those, like, it was a total, like, I mean, God just blessed me that day, man. It was just something I get to remember and have fun about. Well, here's the deal. Um, the girls had to play a game that night in Sydney. So guess how? Guess what the JV did? They played half court. Uh, I don't know if I remember. I think I still have the newspaper clipping, but it was in the paper the next day that this had happened, and uh, they didn't. They 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 didn't identify the name of the player to keep the, the innocent. Uh, I was a minor, but uh, they identified that a boys basketball guy had ripped the rim down, and the guy from Ace Hardware, I think, they came and bolted it back up so they could play full court for the ladies, the girls basketball game. But the half court high school game played. Played half court for a JV. That's funny. Well, we get on the bus, and I'm feeling like, oh man, like I didn't know if I was gonna pay for it. I didn't know if I was gonna get, you know, you just don't know what's gonna happen. You know, you're a kid, you're thinking, oh man, my life is over. But that was the coolest thing I ever did. And so uh, we get to Vandalia, and it, how many of you guys you watch basketball and you see they wear a certain attire when they warm up, right? They don't go out there and warm up uh, with just their jersey on. They warm out. They we call them, you know, they may have sweatpants or a lot of the pros they've got those breakaway pants you know they just flip them right off and they're ready to go play well we had the tearaway pants and we had the shirts and i had my shirt and i'm looking through my bag and my tearaway pants weren't there and i had my shorts and i'm going oh man i've already you know had coach (laughs) got all this stress on him because one of his players broke the rim for these this girls game they got to figure out what's going on with that but we were at vandalia i'd gotten the bus and forgot those warm-up pants. Needless to say, I sat that game, and uh, I wasn't really ready to play. <laughs> there are times, I'm sure, that you've gone to do something. You know, How many of you guys for uh, lawn mowing? How many of you, you are structured, and you got your lawnmower taken care of before all the weeds came, before the mowing came? How many of you waited to the last minute, and you didn't mow till like four weeks into the spring? Um, we take the mower down to the uh, M&T mower down here, and it's amazing. I, I was standing in line waiting to get ours back, and one of the other customers, he's like, yeah, check it out, all these people in here. Don't they know they get it? It's in, you know, you've got since February to get the thing in here, you know, just talking about how many people were cramming to try and get that mower in there to get ready for the season. And, you know, all of us have a story that we could tell where you just say, I just, I wasn't ready. Um, you know, football players... One of, the, one of the things that they've got to do is they've got to be ready, right, to catch the ball. And so, Anthony, why don't you come up here? And uh, one of the things that – one of the cool drills that I've seen these, some of these pro players do is uh, – have you, I don't know if you've seen them do this, but they'll just kind of tap the bottom of it to another player, and he taps it back. And so they'll keep it up in the air. So I'm going to just toss it to you. You catch it and then throw it back. All right, and they'll do this. But then they, they go like – they start back a little bit further. 
But then they get to where they don't catch it, they just tip it. And so we're going to tip it, all right? And the idea there, <laughs> the idea there is to get you ready to catch the ball. Thanks, you can sit down. The, the Bereans were more noble than the Thessalonians in that when the word of God, when they heard it, they heard it with all readiness of mind. They were ready to catch it. When you hear the word of God preached, how is the readiness of your mind? You know, what's amazing is when you look at what Paul did, when you go through and look at Paul, he went his, as his manner was, and he reasoned three days with them. And we could talk tonight about Paul, and, and Pastor's actually done that. He's preached, for, I, I believe, from the first, uh, the first part of this chapter here about the method and the message and the mode. And, 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 and Paul is an amazing preacher. He's an amazing uh, uh, type of what I should be doing when I preach, just opening and alleging uh, that the Word of God says this about Christ and that about Christ. And, and we see all about the preacher in the first part of the chapter. But it's tough when they preach that way, but the crowd's not ready for it. And so how is the readiness of our mind? One of the ways that... Uh, and I, I talk with our young people about this um, What would keep us from being ready to hear the word of God? And one thing that I challenge our young people to do is um, be ready to hear the word of God. Because I know they're going to hear it. I don't doubt that. But sometimes we can come in and, and we, got, we have all kinds of other stuff on our mind. How many of you, if you could go back this morning, there is something in preparation to come to church that you would have changed if you could go back and do it over? Anybody? All right, a couple of you. <laughs> I know there have been times when I didn't, you know, follow a couple of things. And let me give you a couple of things that are just real simple that will help you so much to be ready to come to church. Number one, man, pray and be ready for God to speak to you. If, if you expect to hear from God, I guarantee you, man, as you hear the word of God preached, God will speak to your heart. So be ready for it. Be expecting God to do something. Um, then, you know, with our young people, I, I, I ask them, you know, how late do you guys go to bed on Saturday night? You know, and don't answer me right now, but I, I would ask them, how late are you guys going to bed on Saturday night? If these guys consistently go to bed at 4 in the morning, which would be Sunday morning, but Saturday night, it's going to be tough to catch the Word of God. It's going to be tough to hear it. Um, you know, so, some things that we encourage them to do, just simply laying out their clothes ahead of time. It's amazing to me how much time that cuts out of my own thinking when I just lay out stuff out ahead of time. And... You wake up the next morning, you're not, you know, you ever been there at six in the morning, you're going, do I want to wear purple or green? And you're like waiting for a feeling, you know, I don't know, maybe you girls get more of that feeling like, oh, you know, whatever. You, but I'm looking there going, I, I don't know. I don't know at six in the morning what I want to wear. I, I just don't know. So something that helps me to be more ready on a Sunday is just laying out, clothes out ahead of time. But these guys were ready to hear the gospel. Not only did they hear it with a readiness of mind, but they search the scriptures daily. They search the scriptures daily. What is involved when you search for something like the keys that you can't find? What is something that you have to do when you are searching for your lost keys? Josh? 
<laughs> Try and remember where you put them. Try and remember where you were the last time. Ask your wife. <laughs> you know, that's amazing how many times they turn up when you do that. Um, you know, we all know that they're involved in searching. What about like searching for hidden treasure? Do you need a map? You don't need a map? <laughs> you just know where it is. Um, or the aliens told you. The aliens told you, didn't they? You need a map. You need a, a compass, maybe a shovel. You know, the, the, when, when you and I search for things, there's a lot more that's involved. And here it said that they searched the scriptures daily to find out if what this guy that was preaching was so. They didn't just take him at face value. Look with me. Hold your place here in Acts 17. We'll come back here. But look at Proverbs chapter 2. Proverbs chapter 2, and starting in verse 1, he says, My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding, yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. So here God is saying, look, for wisdom, it comes from God. You can search for it. Seek after it. Like, like, like that prized possession. And here he uses silver. Just like people would have you know, a gold rush and people would look for these precious metals. He says, look at wisdom as a very precious thing and search for it diligently. And that's what the Bereans did. The Thessalonians were noble, but the Bereans were more noble and that they were ready to hear the word of God. That when that word of God was thrown out, they were ready to catch it. They were ready to think about it. They weren't, you know, they were ready to hear the word of God. And then this is amazing to me. They searched the scriptures daily, not weekly, right? I mean, this is the part that this, this section of this has been a challenge to me. How am I searching the scriptures? You know, was it monthly? Was it weekly? They searched the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. These Bereans were able to open the word of God and say, this is what Paul said, and uh, right here's where, where God says it. Which means to tell me that if Paul left and a false teacher came in, they would have been able to say, I, I can't find that. That's not in there. Well, actually, what the Word of God says is, and so because they were searching, whether the preacher was right or wrong, they were going to know the truth. They were going to know what God said, whether the preacher was right or not. Now, thank God we have a preacher that preaches the Word of God. But these guys were ready that if what the preaching, they were able to take the preacher and identify with what he was saying they were able to identify whether it was of God or not. So they searched the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. Now check this out. Um, I lost my place here. Acts chapter 17. Go back there in Acts. <clears throat> Acts chapter 17 and verse... 12, the Bereans, they had received the word of God 
with readiness of mind. They searched the scriptures daily, but then they believed the word of God and it had that effectual change in them. But notice this in verse number 12, he says, therefore, many of them believed also of honorable women, which were Greeks and the men uh, and of men, not a few. But when the Jews of Thessalonica had knowledge that the word of God was preached of Paul at Berea, they came thither also and stirred up the people. So two things, the reputation, their reputation was such that it brought the reproach of Christ upon them, that their life changed so much. And the word of God tells us in 2 Timothy 3, 12, yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But notice this, look back in verse 12. Therefore, many of them believed also of honorable women, which were Greeks and of men, not a few. Look back with me at verse 1 of this same chapter. I'm sorry, look at verse uh, 3. So Paul, he's opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead, and that this Jesus, whom I preach unto you, is Christ. And some of them believed and consorted with Paul and Silas, and of the devout Greeks, and a great multitude, and of the chief women, not a few. These Bereans were more noble And they weren't even saved until they believed the word of God. So they, as unsaved people, were sitting ready to hear the word of God. As unsaved people, they were searching the scriptures daily, whether what Paul was preaching was true or not. That seems to me what is going on in the text, because Paul preaches to the Thessalonians, and they believed, they weren't believing Paul for you know, how they should do the Lord's Supper at that point. They were believing on Jesus Christ and receiving the Lord as their Savior. That's what they were believing. And so the Bereans, as unbelievers, were sitting there ready to hear the Word of God. They were searching it out to find out whether it was so. Now, obviously, the Spirit of God was drawing them and working in them to enlighten their minds to understand the Word of God. But if the Bereans could respond in that way, how much more do we get to, as believers with the Holy Spirit of God, get to come with a readiness of mind. Get to go and search the Scriptures daily and have the Holy Spirit of God teach you and instruct you and enlighten you with the Word of God so you can continue to believe and have an effectual change and grow in your walk with the Lord. That is so challenging to me that these Bereans were fired up to hear the preaching of God's Word. So they ended up believing and becoming saved. And then from there, obviously, the Holy Spirit would help them as they read the Word of God. But if they can do that as unbelievers, man, how is my searching as a believer? If they're finding out what this Jesus that Paul's talking about in the Old Testament, you know, and he's talking to the Jews. You remember Jesus told the Pharisees, you search the scriptures, look at Moses, for he testifies of me. And these guys actually went and, and did what the Lord had commanded in that, in that sense. So these Bereans, they were more noble in that they received it with all readiness of mind, they searched the scriptures and then they believed it and it was impacting their life such that the Jews in Thessalonica that didn't believe came to the Bereans and they were going to stir it up. They were going to stir it up because they did not like the message that Paul was preaching. So let me ask you, how is your readiness? How is your readiness? Are you ready to catch the word of God when you come? How is your searching? How is your searching? Young people, we've given you a devotion. Are you going to search the scriptures daily? That gives you a place that you can go and read the Word of God every day for yourself. Will you search the Word of God daily? And then how is your believing? How is your believing? As you receive it 
and you search it out, how are you putting it into practice? Let's do that and be faithful with it. The Lord says that is more noble than those in Thessalonica and that they receive the word with all readiness of mind and scri- search the scriptures daily. What are those things were so? Let's pray.